Great morning, folks, and thank you for listening to Her Story Podcast. Her, H-E-R, is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you may be currently facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you, because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Great morning, good people. It is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Today, I have with me a magnificent guest. Her name is Lachey Anderson. She's a serial entrepreneur. Lachey Anderson grew up in Bristol, Pennsylvania, the oldest of five children. Being so, she inherited great leadership, nurturing, and workaholic skills. In 2016, Lachey began her entrepreneurship journey while still working her corporate job. Good thing her skills and expertise were exceeded to a higher, higher level because by 2017, she was abruptly laid off from making 70K a year to quickly having nothing for stability. As if things didn't have a drastic turn with her job, Lachey was also a divorcee, becoming a single mother with now two children. She did not have the time to hesitate or to feel pity for herself. Rather, she stood up and she was able to overcome adversities within her life. She kicked her knowledge into full th- into full force, into high gear, and moved like the boss she knew she was, and registered her very first business. This is um, a very empowerful story that I know so many uh, listeners will be able to relate and connect. Lachey, welcome to Her Story Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, yes. So, you know, outside of that small um, bio or excerpt or about certain things that have transpired within your life, you know, tell the audience who you are, who you are and where you currently located. So currently I reside in the Philadelphia area. Who I am, again, my name is Lachey Anderson. I am branded as Shay Andy. Um, as you stated, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have my hands in a lot of different things in a lot of different places. So um, I've definitely tried to master many things. I'm someone who works hard in my community, ensuring that I give back and that I'm just a resource to the community and those in need. I'm a mother and just many, many things and trying to balance all of them. Yes, many, many things. And I definitely, you know, want to further engage how you're able to balance all these great things a little deeper into the interview. But as it relates to her story, again, thank you for being able to share so much tonight. But as stated before, you know, her story, H-E-R, it's an acronym for Heroic Empowering Resilient, right? And it focuses on Black women or women of color turning their barriers or setbacks into triumph in hopes of inspiring others. And so as Black women, even you said we often are leaders, we're heads of the households, we wear multiple hats. So can you please share how you were able to pivot and develop your business in the midst of being laid off or overcoming a divorce in the, in the midst of different barriers within your life? Oh man, I will tell you that it was certainly not 
an easy journey at all. And it was more of just doing what I had to do. Um, my background had been in HR management. So I had been um, previously in my career hiring people, firing people, managing people, managing different operations and different departments. So when I was laid off, um, I was determined that I was going to make my own way. I had already been considering entrepreneurship and doing different things in the community and working with um, a friend of mine and training others and doing a lot of different things. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going back to corporate America. I will never, ever give someone else the ability to be able to say if my family eats or not. Because ultimately, that's, that's, ultimately, that's what I feel like happened. I walked into work one day with a job. I walked out without one. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to feed my kids? How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? And myself, like so many other people, I was, I want to say I may have been about 28 years old when that happened. And I didn't have a huge savings account. I was making very good money, but not saving, not using smart money management skills. So my rent depleted my account within two months. Oh, and wow. I was just like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? So I pretty much just did what I had to do. I took the skills that I had. I was really good at resume writing and recruitment. So I I said, you know what, I can get out here and I can help people find jobs because I had already been doing that for so long in my career. So I launched myself. Um, what I actually, the first thing I did was I took a career coaching class to become a certified career coach because one thing um, for sure is that people do take you more seriously when you have some education and when you have some certification. So I took a course on career coaching and I learned a lot more about how to assist others in the job market and even when they're trying to have difficult conversations with their employees or employers. So I launched um, my first solo entrepreneur business, Your Best You, career coaching. And what I started doing with that was doing what I had already been doing, helping people revamp their resumes, um, helping people create LinkedIn profiles, helping people find jobs, um, interview coaching, helping people negotiate salaries. And um, I had a lot of clients. People would come to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching and just trying to learn how to do these things and to maneuver and get to the next level in their career. So um, I pretty much just took the skills that I already had. And then what I started doing was pitching myself to small businesses um, and telling them that I could assist them with recruiting the staff that they needed because I had several years of recruitment and HR experience. So with that, I was able to help small businesses build their HR department and um, and get paid a pretty, pretty decent fee in order to do that. But the good thing was I set my own pay rates and I set my own fee. So I was able to get paid what I truly felt I was worth. And in doing that, um, well, should I just say in the midst of everything I was going through, that's what I did. I just decided I couldn't sit on the couch and folk and no longer having a job. But what I could do is get out here and brand myself and continue to do what I've already been doing, but do it my own way. Yes. And, you know, I love that that you said that you didn't just sit on your couch and sit there and sulk, right? And um, so many times individuals, again, when they are hit with adversity or they're hit with different barriers, you know, people 
cope differently, but being able to trust yourself, trust your gut, using your skill sets, like you said, that were right in front of you and forming a brand, a company to be able to provide for your family, I think was critical within that moment. And it also shows a true testimony to faith in believing and trusting in yourself. So many times I think as young women or just black women in general, we may doubt ourselves, right? And again, you can either look at the past and question why it happened, or you can move forward, right? And take the skills and the knowledge and the things that you have, or like you said, um, increasing your knowledge and um, different titles and accolades and things like that to gain the respect within the industry so you can build your build right. build your uh, business and your brand and move forward. So those are definitely great lessons that you share within this overall process. And, you know, I know that the power of the mind is really critical and crucial within obtaining goals. Cause just like you could have said, you could have sat there and sulk and uh, question yourself. Why did it happen? Or you could have just focused on moving forward, which you did. And so can you really share like, you know, the thought process it took, to reinvent your career when some goals didn't necessarily seem attainable, right? I know, again, you said you focus on using those skill sets and focus on, you know, the the narrative of being able to be a provider for your family. But at times, things don't always go aligned. And especially within that first year in business, it's often the hardest. So, you know, when things didn't go your way or didn't seem attain- attainable, how were you able to push through that? Oh man, initially none of it seemed obtainable and and don't get me wrong, I definitely sat and spoke for a couple of weeks and I'm like, God, why did this happen to me? I'm out here, I'm doing my job well, I, I do right by people, I'm trying to do everything I'm supposed to do and this happened. So it, it wasn't easy necessarily to get up off that couch, but when the bills keep piling in and you have to make a decision on if you're going to pay your electric bill or your car note, then you got to get up and you got to do something. (laughs) When you've depleted everything and already cashed out your 401k, you just don't have the time to sit and wallow anymore. So I will say definitely my faith in God helped me to push through and looking at my kids every day because they have to eat. They have to, I have to keep a roof over their head. I have to keep clothes over their back. And I didn't want them to see what was actually, what was actually going on. Um, I'm, I, I don't necessarily try to hide my kids from the struggle, but what a lot of times we don't realize as parents is that our kids will worry. When your kids know that you're worried and they know what's going on, your kids will also worry. I don't want to put my kids through that. My kids need to be able to walk around with smiles on their faces and just worry about school. So I had to get up and do what I need to do. I prayed constantly and I'm just, I was just like, God, give me the strength to keep going. And there were a lot of doors that were closed in my face before things really actually got rolling. There were a lot of things that I had to do for free until I could start actually charging the rates that I wanted to charge. So it wasn't something that I just jumped up and all of a sudden now I'm getting all this money from doing this. No, I had to really get out there and market myself. And I had to do, a, again, a lot of free things, speak at a lot of, speak, do a lot of speaking engagements for free before people realize, you know what, I can trust her or she can do the job and let me go ahead and pay her this. And initially my fees were very nominal, 
before I could actually boost them to say, okay, now I need to charge this with what everyone else in the industry is charging. And I paid, I paid to go to school again and to take career coaching courses and other courses to get HR certifications when I didn't have a job. And those courses weren't free and they weren't cheap. But they were the investment that I decided that I knew I needed to make in myself because I knew the potential that I had. So I had to do whatever needed to be done to boost my confidence so that I could get out there and do what I needed to do. And even when some people said no, others say yes. Right. And I'm a firm believer that when a door is closed in your face, it's just not the door that was meant for you. God has other doors waiting around the corner that he's prepared for you to be able to walk through. You just have to find the right door. Yes. When a door is closed in your face, it's not the door that you're meant to walk through. And I, I definitely believe that mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, again, I think that it's important that you are able to share that essentially at times when you begin something new, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of sacrifices, mm-hmm. right? But you have to stay at fast and see the bigger goal. You have to see the bigger vision. You have to see that at times, you know, manifesting what you are envisioning and what you are dreaming into a reality. Like within that moment, you knew that you still had to make these um, connections. You still had to build and broaden your network. You had to do a lot of freelancing projects that were for free, but ultimately believing that it would get a certain way, right? Ultimately believing that you would be able to charge a particular fee and ultimately believing that you will be able to carry your family through whatever that you were going through within that moment. And, you know, that's really the strength and resiliency within a black woman, right? Like you said, it was so important for your children not to necessarily know all the details of what was going through because, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not a mother, right? But I'm still a, a child, I'm a daughter. And so what you said was true <laughs> when it relates to when your parents hurt, you hurt and vice versa. You know, it's like there's this certain connection, there's this gut feeling that when we are going through something, especially when a close knit family or a relationship, you feel for each other, you empathize for each other. So even though you didn't really um, necessarily understand how you may were going to get to a certain point, you still kept moving forward and doing what you felt was necessary within that moment. And so again, thank you for sharing that piece. And I hope that listeners can connect with that too because so often you know we hear the stories we see the social media and people think that things can happen in a blink of an eye that's the fast-paced reality that we live in and they think that everything comes easy and you know the reality is it doesn't you have to work hard for whatever you want in life you know and um that is so true right living in this world where everyone wants instant gratification yes and they think that's real and that's not the reality the things that you see on social media if it's real trust me it probably took people years to build and get to where they are and before they were on social media they went years and probably didn't even have social media and you didn't see the grit and the grind you're just seeing the fruits of their labor that they're finally getting after all of this time. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and you you also shared your best ULLC and the services as related to human resources and helping folks, you know, prepare and leverage their career and their jobs. But that's only one of the many investments and businesses and things that you have going on as well. 
So, um, you know, can you share uh, additional information about the different businesses and investments and the mission of each? Yes, I can. So um, the outside of your best you, I also have um, I also have Candy Land Academy, which is a STEM based child care facility. And it is the first Black-owned STEM-based childcare facility in the Lower Bucks area, where I reside, right outside of Philadelphia. I also have, um, I own a cleaning company. I also own an event space. Um, the mission of Candyland Academy is really to just provide quality education in the tri-state area and to have multiple locations to provide um, quality care childcare for the children in the area, as well as community engagement. I'm really big on teaching the children about community and how important it is to um, to up your community and to give back, to always, always give back. And then most recently, I have opened a restaurant with my fiance, Gouda's Kitchen, also in the same area, and we are looking to expand and be in many places. And we sell gourmet fries, so that we have so, so many toppings to go on top of your French fries, and people really, really love us. We are doing much better than we than we could have ever imagined, and really trying to expand in such a really short time. So I have my hands in a lot of different things, and they're all in complete different industries. And um, my my brand overall, and the, the many facets of the things that I do are just. Um, they're really, they really equate to my personality. My personality is all over the place. I'm always doing things. I'm always thinking out of the box. I'm always um, trying to come up with many different creative ideas and strategies to do things. A lot of times I get asked, how are you doing so many things in so many different industries? And I'm like, I don't even know. That's just the way my brain works. So one <laughs> thing about my brand and, and all of my businesses, they are really each a different part of me. Yes, I like that. They're really each a different part of you. And, you know, with that being said, with you balancing so much, you know, you mentioned being in business with your fiance again, you know, being a mother and having these multiple investments. How do you define self-care in that work-life balance? The one question that I shy away from, (laughs) not something that I have mastered, girl, I have not even began to master that. I am just, if, if I just be completely honest, I'm just really diving into, and and not that I didn't know the importance of self-care, but really trying to to exhibit it and to and to ensure that I'm conducting self-care. I've really just recently started doing that. So one thing that I'm trying that I've been um, trying to do, and I'm not always consistent, but just setting a solid work schedule. And with with doing so many different things, I mean, I'm, I'm on my phone at 11 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning, checking emails, responding to stuff, sending messages to my employees, and I tell them all the time, I do not expect a response, but my brain is going at 2, 3 in the morning. So if you wake up and you see a bunch of messages from me, I'm not expecting you to respond until business hours, but if I don't put it down, if I don't write it down then, I'm going to completely forget about it. So, but I'm learning to and trying to, you know what? Phone's off at 8 o'clock. I'm not, or not even necessarily off, but I'm not responding to any more emails. I'm not checking any emails. There, fortunately, there isn't any business that I have where 
someone is going to lose their life if I don't respond to an email. So I had to learn that. Like, you know what? What there can honestly wait until the morning. So even just trying to create small things like that, like no longer responding to emails after 8 p.m., having a consistent day off where I do absolutely no work. For the most part, I try to make that day Sunday where I'm really just doing nothing but things that have to do with me or my family and really trying to devote that day to family time. Another thing that I try to do to really um, help promote self-care just with myself and in my home is trying not to talk about work at home, especially in the bedroom with my fiance. Like, listen, we'll talk about it in the morning. I don't want us bringing work home. Just we're really trying to maintain those barriers. So those are the small steps that I'm trying to take um, to really just be able to create healthy boundaries so that I'm not so exhausted and that I don't constantly feel like I'm being pulled in so many different ways. Right. And, you know, I'll I'll be completely honest as well. The things that you are mentioning and trying to work through, it is the exact same over here. Okay, I'm a proponent of, you know, self-care and (laughs) it being rest and, you know, the fight for freedom and liberation and all of those good Mm -hmm. things, because, you know, outside of. Um, women empowerment and specifically again the empowerment and unity of many black women I also focus on uh, various policy and legislative statewide campaigns right Um, you know on many issues that impact black and brown communities and you know specifically black communities in the deep south I'm Louisiana native born and raised but with that being said you know being the strategist behind many movements right being the organizer behind many movements leveraging different relationships and you know constantly like compromising and being on the go and at times working in red because some of the things that I do um focus on it has to uh, positively impact you know someone's life right but at the same time too I had mm-hmm. to come I had to come to that realization that if I'm not centering on myself and focusing on self and rest and all those needed things, I can't fully produce in the way that I want to produce. And so that self-care for me looks like many similar gestures that you suggested. Like I keep my phone on do not disturb at 8 p.m. And if you call me, it's on do not disturb. You know, like if I need to respond to you, I can see it and I can. But otherwise, you know, it's it's okay because I can respond the next day. And also saying no, saying no and learning to delegate different tasks and responsibilities and being completely honest. Like, look, I don't have it in my schedule this week. You know, I was joking earlier, um, you know, last week, someone asked me about a meeting request. I was like, I don't have room for not now one more meeting, not not now one, you know? So, you know, we can work on a time for next week, you know, setting those healthy boundaries, um, which I think again are critical, and I and I really do appreciate you, you know, again honing in on the importance of not bringing work home and not bringing it to the bedroom and not bringing it into relationships and things like that because you need that separ- separation, right? And especially. When again, the people that you love and you work with and work so closely to are also partnered in within the same businesses as well. Y'all need that separation. So um, I think that, you know, again, many folks will appreciate that. And, you know, as we talk about the various, various different investments and businesses and all of those great things, how can people reach out to you for either, you know, collaborating or partnering or just learning more about your coaching services? What's your social media handles? 
you can certainly reach out to me on Instagram at i.am.shayandy, S-H-A-Y-A-N-D-Y. You can also reach me on Facebook at Lashay Anderson, L-A-S-H-A-Y Anderson. You can also find me on Instagram at Candyland Academy, and that is K-A-N-D-E-E Land Academy, or at Buddhist Kitchen 7, G-O-U-D-A-S. Again, I do respond. I do um, reply back. So definitely follow, reach out to me if you need some assistance, some um, consulting, any assistance in HR or in career coaching, if you're looking for childcare or if you're looking for food. Certainly, certainly reach out. Yeah, so there you have it, folks. Lachey Anderson, who typically pretty much does everything, right? Does it all, but still well-balanced, still very multifaceted. And, you know, the things that we love to see with entrepreneurs setting boundaries and really staying home to who they are as an individual and the things that they are passionate about. Lachey, thank you so much for sharing your story on Her Story Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Yes, yes. So, you know, audience in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you and it's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You don't have to be ashamed or intimidated at all to share your story. Your story does matter. You are a warrior. You are a winner. You are a victor. And you declare growth and prosperity over your life. Troubles don't always last because you are her heroic, empowering, and resilient. And if you are empowered or motivated in any way, tell a friend to tell a friend. Her story is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast or Facebook at herstorypodcast. And again, this is Jay Jameson and we're out.